know a lot about golf. Well, well, it's time for us. Let's begin golf, guys. I am John Ashton in studio. He is Jeff Smith at the Golf Cave. The Jeff Smith School of Golf. Something like that. <laughs> what's, what's, what's the new name, man? What, what it's just Jeff Smith with? Golf Instruction. It's Jeff really Smith that simple. Jeff Smith Golf Instruction. Okay. Yeah, just that Jeff Smith it. Golf Instruction. Yeah, I am keeping plain and simple golf school, right? I am going to keep that. All my classes and all those other things will be under the heading of uh, plain and simple golf school. But gotcha. um, people know me as Jeff Smith and they don't know me as plain and simple golf school all over the all over the land because of, well, one, this radio show for one. Yeah. And, and the other thing is once they take a lesson from you, they know that you are plain and simple. You explain it very plainly and very simply. I'm sure that there are probably compatriots in the teaching of golf business that would like to um, uh, excommunicate you because you kind of take away the whole uh, mysterious idea of how to get good at golf, man. You know, it's like no super secret. You take lessons have, from Jeff and it's like easy as pie, man. You know, I, I've heard a little bit that people say, well, you know, you shouldn't just oversimplify something as complex as this. And then they, they somewhat are asking that in a challenging manner. Like, do you really understand the complexities? Like, uh, yeah, that's a conversation between two coaches mm-hmm. or a golf PhD and a coach. Right. But a, a conversation between a golf coach and a player needs to be pretty darn simple. Exactly. Players don't need to hear all the things that I have learned. They need to hear what is appropriate to them in a way that they can get it. That's right. That's right. This game's hard enough. You don't have to make it sound like some super secret magical formula that one has to uh, uh, adhere to in order to get good. And I can promise you that there is no super secret magical formula that one has to adhere to because I don't do super secret magic. And I have uh, improved substantially just listening to this guy. You don't I'm even, glad you're listening. You don't even have to you know, appear in front of him. Uh, and get the the official okie dokie to what you're doing. You just have to pay attention to what he says, understand what he says, and it is easier. I will admit it is easier to understand what he's saying if you are standing right in front of him while he is saying it. But we are going to delve into some of the things that he has said and some of the reactions to what he says that have happened in my particular life when we come right back. Hang out. We are going to talk about golf and playing and drinking and having fun, even while you're stuck in the house when we come right back. Stick with us. We are those weekend golf guys. You know, now more than ever, it's very critical to take care of yourself and to avoid unnecessary trips to the doctor, the chiropractor, and the masseuse. Social distancing is having an effect on everything these days. And nothing is more important right now than keeping your body healthy and pain-free. So if you're sitting at home suffering from aches and pains, from arthritis, back aches, muscle soreness, maybe joint pain, and you want to try a drug-free solution, then you owe it to yourself to try the product that you're probably hearing about across so many podcasts. It's called CryoFreeze CBD Pain Relief Roll-On. It's an all-natural topical pain reliever that instantly ices out the pain with a one-two punch of super cold menthol and hemp CBD. Simply roll CryoFreeze onto your back, your neck, your hands, any other of the painful areas, and it will help block the pain, reduce the inflammation, and improve muscle and joint flexibility. CryoFreeze contains 10 powerful ingredients that combine to provide a powerhouse dose of relief 
which can last up to eight hours, much longer than any other roll-on. So try CryoFreeze today and learn why so many people have rated it five stars and have written so many letters thanking Omax for the life-changing relief that they're getting from this product. And Omax is offering our listeners 20% off a one-month supply of Omax CryoFreeze, plus free shipping. Now, this discount also applies toward any product site-wide. So just go to omaxhealth.com and enter the code WEEKEND. omaxhealth.com and enter the code WEEKEND to get 20% off Omax CryoFreeze site-wide. Okay? 20% off a one-month supply of Omax CryoFreeze. And they'll even give you free shipping. The site is omaxhealth.com. So go there today, omaxhealth.com, and enter the code WEEKEND. That's the important part. omaxhealth.com. Enter the code WEEKEND. Get 20% off Omax CryoFreeze and anything else site-wide. Okay, we are here, those weekend golf guys. I am John Ashton in the studio. He is Jeff Smith in the golf cave where he belongs uh, at Timbergate Golf Course. Jeff Smith Golf Instruction. You can find him online. A lot of good golfers are attesting on that website to exactly how much of their improvement they can, can attribute to Mr. Jeff Smith. And I am one of those. Did you get it? I sent it to you in a picture and everything, man. You going to use it? Let me see. Okay. Let me well, see. You know, your email it? is so screwed up. It, it may get oh, there I know. A week I can't get Tuesday. anything. May get there a week from Tuesday, man. But it's uh, killing you. It's killing me. I know. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. I got nothing. One I got of the a things... big fat batch of nothing right now. Oh, well, you know, serve you right to stuff. There is man. one thing that I think I have found, not only in talking to you, but in taking everything you have told me and breaking it down into pieces. You know, I know who was it? Uh, Ben Hogan, who said the most important shot in golf is the next one. Yeah. So, somebody said that. Yeah, it's the one in front of you. But I don't want to argue with Mr. Hogan, but I would. He, he's he's dead. Yeah, I know. I know. It's kind of hard to do that. Right? Yeah, therefore, you know, you're not even supposed to speak bad, ill of the dead, right? You're not even supposed to say I, anything they ever said could be possibly be wrong. And I'm not saying anything he said could possibly be wrong. I'm saying that I think personally, and I'm alive and kicking that the most important shot in golf is the approach shot because that sets the tone for everything you're doing. If you have a bad drive, you can recuperate with a good approach shot, right? Yeah. If you have a bad approach shot, there are numerous other techniques and talents that you may or may not have that come into play there. Yeah. Short game skills. Yeah. And with short game skills, I mean, that goes into many, many levels. It, it's it's multi-layered. You have to know what kind of lie it is. You have to know what kind of a wedge would work for you better in vis-a-vis -vis the lie. You know, is the grain against you? Is it with you? Is it thick? Is it matted? Is it a tough lie? Is it with a second shot? All you have to do is just figure, are you in the fairway? Are you in the rough? How far is it? And what club should you use? That's pretty simple. Once you learn how to use the club properly, once you learn how to set up properly, once you said once you learn how to align yourself properly and to aim properly and to swing properly which sounds like a whole lot of stuff you have to get right but it isn't because you can get it all in 37 seconds standing in front of Jeff because it's all all elements of one thing and you Isn't that amazing and you watch that ball you watch that 8 iron go 138 yards exactly 
to a 138-yard pin, and you watch it go exactly where you aimed it and hit the green about three inches to the right of the cup and then roll eight feet. You have to learn how to get that spin, which I'm working on. (laughs) (laughs) Still, eight feet of of rollout on an eight iron is really not bad, is it? No, it wasn't. It wasn't bad at all. And I too, you know, you got to think about it. It's, you know, if things eight feet away, you've just stuffed it. Yeah. Right. I mean, eight feet is in there pretty darn tight for an awful lot of people. And it also gives you uh, a great chance at one putting. Yeah, it does give you a great chance Mm -hmm. at that. Mm -hmm. Matter of fact, which I didn't do, but my second putt was about two inches. You know, that tells me a lot though. You know what people ask me about stats and, and, what do I look at? And and you just talked about two of them. Proximity to the hole and regulation mm-hmm. is something that I like to look at, right? And and the length of your second putt. Yeah. I like to look at those not only on averages, but I'm I'm kind of looking for the 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 standard deviation from that too, right? Because averages, you know, I mean, come on, you know what averages can be. Mm-hmm. So if if you were 20 yards left and 20 yards right on your approach shot, your average would be zero. But that's not real. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's not telling me what's really going to happen there. Exactly. You know, it's telling me you're going to be 20 yards offline because if you're, if your standard deviation from the average is 20, <laughs> oh, that's different. <laughs> <laughs> and once again, math rears its ugly head. Yes. Right. Yeah. Right. Cause it's, you know, it's got to tell you what, what it's going to happen. And then, and then there's that, that length of second putt again, averages don't mean much. What if you're, you know, if your average is, two inches what if the what if you constantly knock it by what if you are uh, are eight feet by and you've got to start with an eight foot putt you basically hit a 16 foot putt right, right. Mm-hmm. and your average you know if you hit one nowhere and you hit the average you know the other one 16 feet i mean what you, you know you're talking about these things like what what is this average nonsense right what we're really trying to find is what's the most likely thing to happen that's what i really want to know mm-hmm so when I look at stats and I do things, and you mentioned them again, you know, with the proximity to the hole in regulation, you just said, hey, when I see this eight iron comes careening in there and, and it's, it lands three inches from the hole and then just rolls out to eight feet, you, you've done really well. I want to know if that's the norm or how often, it, you know, what percentage of time is something similar to that occurring. Mm-hmm. And so that helps me help people. Right. You know, it's kind of a... a a uh, a helpful circle because you help me do that. And then I tell you, and you can help me even get even, even more better. Get That's it even right. closer. I got to tell you, man, that there is nothing that feels better. And and most of us have done this on one or two occasions during a round. It's just hit the perfect shot. You know, it feels good. It sounds good. It goes exactly where you're aiming, lands exactly where you need it to and sets you up for a potential birdie or at least an easy par. And when you can do that as the norm, I don't know, am I, am I being a, a little too aggressive when I say that is becoming the norm now? No, I think everybody likes norm. I mean, every time you walk into <laughs> Cheers, it's norm. norm. Right, right? <laughs> but when, when, so. when you can, when you don't do that, it's a deviation and the exception, not the rule. Yeah. When you yeah. can feel confident and it builds, the confidence builds, man. 
You know, the, the first time you hit that eight iron on hole number one, exactly how long you thought it needed to be. And you go to hole number two and it's a par three downhill. And you say, okay, this is about 10 yards longer than the last shot I had. I'm going to use my seven iron. And it works just the same way. It hits the green and stays below the hole by about 10 feet. You go, maybe, finally, I'm learning how to play this game. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Time will tell. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, that really is it, though, isn't it? Right? If you can control the face of your club and you can control your golf ball, you can learn how to play this game a whole lot faster. Mm -hmm. Because you see the ability to hit the ball where you want it to go is, is an amazing thing. Can you imagine somebody learning how to play and learning how to swing it so that we can control where the thing goes, mm -hmm. how much suffering we can avoid. Mm -hmm. Look back on your own history, John. <laughs> Do I have let's to all take it? Let's, let's <laughs> all take a moment. <laughs> how much pain and suffering is in that, in that personal history of, of lost golf balls, of poor contact, of dubbed shots, of embarrassment to the point where you didn't even want to play with other people because you were embarrassed about your own game, right. but yet your game is improved now. And now all of a sudden you're much more confident, right? Playing confident. Imagine enough if, to, if, to play if another player people. learned how to do that, to control their golf ball. Mm -hmm. And then the, the learning curve that they had was just increased dramatically yeah all of a sudden they took away all that frustration yeah time yeah. and put it into wow this game is easy easier than i thought <laughs> yes that's right it is and can easier be played can be played much more enjoyably um yeah you know the the golf course we played at uh last saturday mm -hmm. was devoid of, uh, let's say, alcohol license. So we did that huh. well, even without swing juice. <laughs> really? Yeah. So you played an entire 18 holes of golf. Mm -hmm. And you remember every single swing. Every single swing. <laughs> For a change. Every <laughs> However, I, I will I will have to uh, throw out a caveat here that there are things that even when you're doing well, you have a tendency to, um, uh, let's say, uh, sabotage yourself. And we'll explain oh, that yeah. when we come right back. We are those weekend golf guys. Hang with us here. Of course, we have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash golf guys. We would love it if you were to go there and like us, facebook.com slash golf guys. I want to tell you about the coolest gift you can give your mom for Mother's Day or any other loved one, grandma, whoever. It is called a skylight frame. It is a touch screen photo frame. It comes with an exclusive email address. So everybody you know can send pictures to that email address. And in seconds, those pictures will show up on the frame. It's a 10-inch, beautiful touchscreen, black frame. So it fits right into wherever you have it in the house, fits the decor. And I got to tell you, man, pictures, immediate. My wife sits now and just stares at the picture frame. She says it's even more fun than watching TV. 
But right now, as a special holiday offer, we can get you $10 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com slash golf and then enter the code GOLF. That's right. You get $10 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame. Just go to skylightframe.com slash golf and enter the code GOLF. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E dot com slash golf. You know, now more than ever, it's very critical to take care of yourself and to avoid unnecessary trips to the doctor, the chiropractor, and the masseuse. Social distancing is having an effect on everything these days. And nothing is more important right now than keeping your body healthy and pain-free. So if you're sitting at home suffering from aches and pains, from arthritis, back aches, muscle soreness, maybe joint pain, and you want to try a drug-free solution, then you owe it to yourself to try the product that you're probably hearing about across so many podcasts. It's called CryoFreeze CBD Pain Relief Roll-On. It's an all-natural topical pain reliever that instantly ices out the pain with a one-two punch of super cold menthol and hemp CBD. Simply roll CryoFreeze onto your back, your neck, your hands, any other of the painful areas, and it will help block the pain, reduce the inflammation, and improve muscle and joint flexibility. CryoFreeze contains 10 powerful ingredients that combine to provide a powerhouse dose of relief, which can last up to 8 hours, much longer than any other roll-on. So try CryoFreeze today and learn why so many people have rated it 5 stars and have written so many letters thanking Omax for the life-changing relief that they're getting from this product. And Omax is offering our listeners 20% off a one-month supply of Omax CryoFreeze, plus free shipping. Now, this discount also applies toward any product site-wide. So just go to omaxhealth.com and enter the code WEEKEND. omaxhealth.com and enter the code WEEKEND to get 20% off Omax CryoFreeze site-wide. Okay? 20% off a one-month supply of Omax CryoFreeze. And they'll even give you free shipping. The site is omaxhealth.com. So go there today, omaxhealth.com, and enter the code WEEKEND. That's the important part. omaxhealth.com. Enter the code WEEKEND. Get 20% off Omax CryoFreeze and anything else site-wide. And we are back, those weekend golf guys. I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. He's in Edinburgh, Indiana at the Timbergate Golf Course, teaching folks how to play golf much more better. And he much, can do that. Much more better. Yeah, he can do that for you, too. You got a question? You can always get in touch with him through uh, the Facebook group, facebook.com slash golfguys. Talking about the approach shot being the most important one because it can recover you from a bad drive. It can um, set you up for birdie possibilities without having to worry about your short game. I have to do is worry about putting. So what I would suggest is before you learn how to do anything else, I mean, I, I was told this a long time ago when I said to somebody, I need to work on my putting. I mean, I need to work on my chipping because I miss a lot of greens. And what they said was, no, you don't need to work on your chipping, John. You need to work on your approach shots. Yeah. There's a lot of conversation about that. Truer words were never spoken. You know, I got a guy that comes to me and he says something along the lines of this. Almost every time I see him, I'm terrible at chipping. I wish I didn't have to chip so much. And I said, you're right. I wish you didn't have to chip so much. Let's go work on hitting it closer with your irons. Mm -hmm. And he kind of looks at me and goes, but I want to work on my chipping because I'm terrible at it. I said, yep, let's make sure you don't have to use that very much. Right. right. Says, I've been terrible at this for a long time. I'm like, I know. <laughs> you and the rest of the so, world, buddy. Yeah. Do we want to beat a dead horse with the chipping or do we want to, to attack the real problem of why do you have to so often? Exactly. Attack the problem. 
irons, I know a lot of people go, oh, I could I could hit like my uh, my eight and nine iron real well and then and good, you know, from a hundred yards or so with my pitching wedge. But it's the long irons that really give me problems. I used to have that problem too. But Jeff, correct me if I'm wrong, like I know you always will. This is the fun part of the show, folks. <laughs> <laughs> the technique between long irons and short irons is really no different. As long as you have the proper ball position and the proper swing with the club face in the right place when you contact the ball, you're going to hit your three iron just as well as you hit your pitching wedge. There's a lot of truth in they all these shots have their own particular little setup, right? Like you just mentioned, as long as you've got the right ball position, because that's certainly right. a factor, right? Sure, yeah. Mm -hmm. It changes the angle in which the club comes into the or the club comes in and touches the ball. There's a lot of details there, but the truth is they should feel like you're doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. Yes. You should have the perception that you are doing the same thing. If I said that in a room full of PhDs and golf nerds, they'd all go, ooh, you are just overgeneralizing that. Look, if somebody had the thought that they play golf and every single thing is different and they had to think about each and every one of those things, nobody would play. But the truth is, is that there's, we all know, I mean, I'm staring at a picture on my computer screen, a beautiful hole out into the Moray Firth. And I'm looking at this 11th green uh, at Castle Stewart, and I look at all the different lies and all the swirls and all the edges and all the ups and downs and swales and all the things that surround this thing, and I can think of all these golf shots. And none of them are actually the same, but there's a whole bunch of them that are going to feel the same after you change some things about your setup, mm -hmm. like ball position and stance and setting up your body so it's parallel to the slope that you're on mm -hmm. and and things like that so right. yes these these long irons should feel a lot like their mid irons should feel a lot like the short irons mm -hmm. but it's all those funny little pre-swing adjustments like you just mentioned that would work on just darn near every golf hole under darn near every scenario just depends on how you set it up at the beginning mm -hmm. and it only requires being well for most people it re would require only being told once what those different setups would be oh or maybe I, twice <laughs> here's here's the thing that i see with a lot of people we can go through it and we can have a conversation about it and their brains can grasp it when it's when they're truly they're standing over a shot mm -hmm. we have to make it so that there aren't 8 million things going on in their head. Like if you and I sat down and had a conversation and you could tell me all the things that you know, you would adjust. Right. If this, then I would do that. And these are the things that I would do to make this shot go off. Right. But standing over a shot on the golf course is not like that. And if it were, people would make themselves insane. <laughs> then they would stop playing the game. So what we have to do is kind of get people trained. So it does take more than once. And sometimes it takes, a multitude of times to get it so that it becomes a natural thing for the player to adjust to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't, I'll, I'll agree with that. Yeah. You're Sometimes right. it takes different ways. A lot of times where we can go through the concept of it and then I could take you to the golf course and allow you to find your way of doing what you know needs to be done. And then you could kind of settle in and do that yourself without me having to say, John, put your left thumb here. Yeah. Put your right hand there. Put your left thumb 
yeah. well and shake it all about <laughs> right foot, do that right and i might not have to do any of those things with you i might just say john go out there and do the hokey pokey yeah but case in point okay how many times and you just said the same thing um that your body is parallel to the lie well downhill lies have been a nemesis of mine and for most recreational golfers for a very yeah. long time yeah right Tilting toward the target with your spine is hard. It is hard unless you have a teacher who says, listen, just put more weight on your front foot. Then you go, oh, wait. Yeah, do that. that does it. And then yeah, it makes things easy. It does. And after you've realized that putting your more weight on the front foot is actually causing your body to align parallel to the lie, then you go, oh, this isn't as hard as it sounded. I don't need my protractor and my compass and two semesters of geometry in college to figure out how to get parallel to the lie. (laughs) And you can hit a downhill shot with any iron. I have done it successfully with almost every iron in my bag in the last three or four rounds, because I finally figured out what parallel to the lie, how to do it. I'm being successful and I haven't topped any of them or chunked any of them um, in the last three or four rounds. When we say parallel to the lie, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes I say, hey, look, we're going to match the level of your shoulders to the level of the slope that you're standing on. Mm -hmm. So I'll stand upright and then I'll stick my arms out kind of like I'm flying about to fly. (laughs) Right. And then I just tilt Mm -hmm. until they can kind of get the picture that my arms are matching you know what? They get a picture that they get a sense of it. Yeah. And it's a whole lot easier. It is. Because the club bottoms out in the right spot. It mm-hmm. just hits better shots. Folks. It does. It does. It just does. Let me, however, throw a caveat out at you. Because especially when you reach the point that I have gotten after a few lessons from Jeff of more often than not hitting the right shot, you have a tendency to have visions of grandeur. In your head. (laughs) Look, better than visions of garbage. Right. Well, I'm not sure. Uh, When you, you finish, (laughs) you finish the first nine with 39. Oh, and you go, I see where we're going now. Oh, if I can do the second nine at 39 or even 40, I can break 80. (laughs) And you continue for a while. Hitting great the shots. Expectations you, have now begun. Until you get to about the 16th hole. And then you go, my gosh, three more pars, and I'm at 77. The best score I've ever had in my life. That's all it takes. <laughs> three more pars. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I need to unbutton my shirt. Yes, Apparently It's indeed. getting a little tight around the neck. That is exactly what happens. You uh, you wind up um, not getting three more pars. Can we just put it that way? Maybe, we could. Maybe getting. If we were nice. Maybe getting three bogeys or two bogeys in a double. And what show do these people think they're listening to anyway? And finish if with we're a, all of a sudden trying to do this being nice. And finish with an eighty-one. You gagged it away. And finish with an eighty-one. I choked. I choked big time. <laughs> You, sir, have fallen victim <laughs> to your knowledge of your score. Yes. So you paid attention 
<laughs> to the number. Most of the time, I'm getting on you because you no pay attention. <laughs> but yeah. this time, yeah. you pay attention. You, pay, you let it. You let it get to you. Is what happened. Oh yeah. man! So instead yeah, of right. instead of breaking eighty, it was an eighty-one. Oh, yeah. oh, so yeah. I kick myself, and there was again no beer to drink when the round was over and drown my sorrows. So, <laughs> what was I supposed you know, to do? It, thinking about this for a split second. Yeah. Here you are in the shoes that everybody else is in, right? Yeah. They've got their goal in sight. Yeah. They can see it. Yeah. They're coming down the home stretch. Yeah. They're feeling pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. I got it. I got it. Right. And then all of a sudden they're like, <laughs> a little too close. Yeah. Let's yeah. try to steer this baby on in. Yeah. Let's try not to wreck it coming in on the rims. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> Tension filled. Better not do this. Better not do that. Oh, yeah. yeah. I can smell it. Yeah. It's like burning tires, isn't it? It certainly is, man. And it's, <laughs> and, it, and it too is a, a vicious cycle because as but, fast as you can build up your confidence, you can lose it. <laughs> yeah. See, this is the, this is the trouble with people who keep score and, and are aware of that. I have other solutions for people that, that, that we could get into and, and let's do that on the next show. Okay. That we'll get into some of that on the very next show because I, I want to invite a guy in who can, we can talk about this together because he's a, a, a masterful, masterful coach and he's a high performance coach. His name's John Dunnigan, friend of the show. We've had him on before. Mm -hmm. And um, he is uh, he's chomping at the bit for a topic like this too. Cool. And we can go on and on and on next so week. We can make a whole show about this one. Yes, indeed. Next week. And this is good. This is a, a problem that affects most uh, of our recreational golfers, I am sure of it. All right. Hey, we talk about, the, you know, you can't play golf. Maybe you're stuck in a house. More people are drinking. We're going to talk to a guy who actually plays golf well and makes beer. Not simultaneous. What? When we come right back. I was going to say, wait a minute. We have weekend golf, guys. I want to tell you about the coolest gift you can give your mom for Mother's Day or any other loved one, grandma, whoever. It is called a skylight frame. It is a touch screen photo frame. It comes with an exclusive email address. So everybody you know can send pictures to that email address. And in seconds, those pictures will show up on the frame. It's a 10-inch, beautiful touchscreen, black frame. So it fits right into wherever you have it in the house, fits the decor. And I got to tell you, man, pictures, immediate. My wife sits now and just stares at the picture frame. She says it's even more fun than watching TV. But right now, as a special holiday offer, we can get you $10 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com slash golf and then enter the code golf. That's right. You get $10 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame. Just go to skylightframe.com slash golf and enter the code golf. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E.com slash golf. This is an electronic picture frame. You send pictures to it, and of course, it, it just stores them all and cycles through them all over and over and over again to amaze and astound your family and your friends. Easy to get to, though, because I can take a picture that, you know, my parents would want to see I can take it here at my house, 1,038 miles away, and email it to a specific email address that came with the frame. And in about 30 seconds after I email it in, that picture is going to show up in the frame in my parents' house. I'm 1,038 miles away. 
Check it out because you're going to love them too. It's called Skylight Frame. Go to skylightframe.com slash golf and get 10 bucks off your purchase. We did that for you because we're that kind of people, you know, and you will not see a picture of my golf swing. <laughs> you may see a picture of me imbibing in some swing juice. Let's talk about some swing juice. Ted Mitzlove, head honcho over at um, Goodwood Brewing Company. How you doing, man? The head honcho or the, or the goat, whatever. Uh, <laughs> I am, uh, uh, forklift driver someday. <laughs> right. And, uh, check the uh, CEO others. Yeah, that's it. Checks need to be signed. Beer needs to be poured. Call Ted. That's what he's there yeah. for. Um, yes, sir. So where'd the name come from? You can tell us. Uh, Goodwood Brewing Company. Uh, we purchased the uh, production arm for the Bluegrass Brewing Company in mm-hmm. 2005, and we continued to license the name. There was a lot of confusion in the marketplace between the brew pubs, which we did not own, mm-hmm. and the beer uh, in production that you might see at, at uh, grocery stores and liquor stores. Right. Uh, and there's a lot of confusion between the two. And I took the company over as managing partner in 2013, and one of the first things I did was I hired uh, Doe Anderson to do an in-depth study on the strength of the brand. And they came back and suggested that we re-ran the company, mm-hmm. which honestly I had wanted to do from day one. We were building a, a name, uh, a brand that we didn't own. We were, we were licensing the name. And uh, I actually tried to buy the name and uh, uh, the, the folks that owned the trademark weren't interested uh, at a reasonable price in mm-hmm. selling. So uh, uh, Doe Anderson commandeered the, the rebrand and, uh, we were known for our barrel aging, so good wood, of course. Made was, perfect uh, sense. Uh, made sense, and yeah. uh, we, we have a lot of fun with the name, too. It's a little dirty. <laughs> I was going to so. say, double entendres aside, yes. Uh, we have tons. <laughs> yeah, our T-shirts are fun. Yeah, they are. <laughs> now, this is Kentucky. Bourbon is king, but king. You're, you're taking advantage. We are. Uh, you know, we do a lot of barrel aging. Half of our products are barrel aged either in bourbon barrels, a majority of bourbon barrels. And we do some brandy barrels, some tequila barrels, some rum barrels. But we take those barrels, uh, they're once used, uh, bourbon barrels uh, or brandy barrels. And then after we finish beer in those barrels, uh, uh, which gives us our bourbon barrel stout, we have a bourbon barrel ale, we have a, a brandy barrel honey ale, and we have a walnut brown barrel aged uh, bourbon barrel mm-hmm. uh, aged beer. So then we take those barrels uh, that have had uh, bourbon, then beer, and then once the beer is gone, we we then add bourbon uh, once again. So that bourbon will will get the finish from the beer, uh, wow. as well as from the barrel. So it gives it a really unique finish. Definitely. And is was that like hit or miss uh, experimentation, or did somebody know that that would work before you tried it? Oh, we always try to do a little quality control uh, before we. Uh, <laughs> so it's it's a, it's a hazard of the job. Yeah. You, you uh-huh. have, you, I, we have uh, shirts I've seen that say, "My boss makes me drink." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so does mine, man. That's you no. Know. But anyhow, um, I know when you when you get in the bourbon business, you're you're looking like six years down the road normally, at least, right? Beer is a little well, more immediate than that. Beer is very immediate. Beer is, uh, you know, anywhere from one month to a half a year for our products, depending on how long they barrel age. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the bourbon is longer, but, you know, we're sort of taking a shortcut because we're buying premium bourbon. Mm-hmm. We have a, a, a mash bill that we uh, try to stick to. And then uh, we, we take that bourbon 
and then we finish it in the barrels. Uh, we finished it in barrels anywhere from uh, about three or four months to a year and a half. Wow. Uh, and, and you do, I was, I was really surprised that, uh, that there was such a difference uh, in a, a beer barrel uh, of, of four or five months versus a year and a half, but you, you did see a uh, significant difference. Wow. And again, this is, um, let's say, sampling just to make sure on a regular basis, you know? We, we do. <laughs> When's we do. it done? How do you know when it's yep. done? You know, is it just <laughs> when it tastes good to you or? Pretty much. And we have, uh, you know, we have both uh, Cicerones as well as uh, some bourbon experts that, uh, that I've kind of assembled. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I rely heavily on them. Um, we did do a collaboration. Uh, with the Bardstown Bourbon Company, too, as a matter of fact. And uh, we, we relied heavily uh, on their team as, as well as our team. We, we worked uh, closely. And cool. then uh, we've done some some work with OZ Tyler Distillery as well in Owensboro. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they have a quality control team as well. Fantastic. It's such a, I guess, a cool business to be in. Um, but like you said, there are, what, 1,200 local breweries, craft beer breweries. When you get in the business now, there's, what, 8,000 in the country? 8,000, yeah. And, and you're seeing that on the bourbon front as well. Uh, so it's, it's highly competitive. Mm-hmm. Uh, fortunately, we have distribution in 14 states uh, Okay. beer. Most of our distributors are also spirits distributors. Mm-hmm. So for us, uh, it's a natural fit. Uh, it, it rounds out our portfolio. It's complementary uh, and, and, you know, for the brand because we are known uh, for our barrel aging in mm-hmm. large part. Uh, uh, this is certainly a, a natural uh, evolution, if you will. Do you find that there are sections of the country that understand bourbon and bourbon products, like like your barrel-aged beers in bourbon, that accept it more readily than other parts of the country? Yeah, you, you do. Uh, it's, it's interesting. It's changing uh, as, as the bourbon boom. Mm-hmm. Kind of is, is is nationwide, but uh, uh, yeah, and there were several other uh, distilleries that have done a lot with uh, finishing uh, the, their products. Uh, Angels Envy probably being one of the most uh, successful, uh, where they've finished their products in, in uh, port or uh, rum barrels. Mm-hmm. You have uh, uh, you know Jefferson's Reserves done some of that. Um, certainly, uh, Bardstown Bourbon Company does uh, that extensively. Right, uh, and with our our two collaborations, we had one that uh, was released at the end of last year, which received gold medal in the San Francisco uh, Spirits Competition. Uh, Esquire magazine rated it as a top thirty release mm-hmm. for for twenty nineteen, uh, and then we have another one coming out in uh, this month, as a matter of fact, our our, our walnut brown finished bourbon uh, with the Bardstown Bourbon Company. Are you so? No, go no, no, just that, so so you know they've given a lot of. Uh, uh, I, I guess I would call it gravitas mm-hmm. to, uh, to to finishing bourbon in, in barrels. Right. So you're looking for a national footprint, or are you going to stick with the 14 states? Uh, I'd like to grow it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think uh, it, I'm a, a, an entrepreneur, so you're either growing or you're dying. Mm-hmm. So I, <laughs> I just want to keep want to keep growing it. Although, you know, I, I certainly want to be, uh, should I say, ever present in uh, in my home market. Right. Uh, we love Kentucky and yeah. we're, we're proud of Kentucky and, and we really like, uh, uh, like, like to see our product when we go out. You're, um, you've got a, a place down, was it Main Street or Market? I can't remember which one it is. 
Yes, sir. We're on Main Street in uh, in Nulu, uh, the mm-hmm. east East Louisville area. Yeah, uh, the corner of Clay and Main. Clay, that's, that's the, the product. Yeah, we have a production brewery there, and then we have a uh, a tap room, uh, a, a full restaurant tap room, mm-hmm. and a game room. You thinking so, of opening any more of those tap room deals around town, or? Uh, we are. We we've looked at Louisville. Uh, in fact, we've we've got a site in mind uh, in Paris Town. I don't know uh, when or, uh, th- that would take place. We just opened uh, Frankfurt, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a large restaurant with a small brewery, uh, but it's uh, in the heart of downtown Frankfurt, right on the Kentucky River. Oh, cool. Uh, that's been a, a fun endeavor. We opened that in August, and we were close to opening a uh, facility in Jeffersonville, Indiana. Uh, I mean, like two weeks, 10 days actually from, from opening. And there was a, uh, an electric fire on oh. the third floor. And then the, uh, uh, coronavirus mm-hmm. shutdown took place. So, mm-hmm. uh, so we're, we're hoping to open that, uh, this summer, but we'll see. That whole Corona thing has put a crimp in many a person's style in a business. Yeah, fortunately we're, you know, Kentucky considers alcohol essential. <laughs> yes, so, exactly. uh, so we're still operating. <laughs> In fact, uh, alcohol consumption has grown by about fifty percent in the past few weeks. I understand. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think I've I've made uh, my three week uh, supply supply trip uh, to the grocery uh, about twice a week since the uh, since the virus. <laughs> and what else is there to do? You know, come on, man. But I got to tell you, anybody who ends an email with forgive the typos, it's hard to type while drinking beer. (laughs) My kind of guy, when I got to talk to this Ted guy, man, Ted Mitzloff with uh, Goodwood Brewing Company. And uh, man, you know, you got to you got to have something light and refreshing for golfers because we need that little swing juice thing. Yeah, we have uh, we have our, our Louisville Lager, which mm-hmm. is uh, a, a very drinkable four percent alcohol beer, uh, and then a uh, uh, we we call it Frankfurt Ale, uh, which is just a, a simple, straightforward ale, mm-hmm. uh, also very light and uh, uh, easy to drink. We have a Goza, uh, we have two Gozas actually, a, a Hemp Goza, where we use Kentucky Hemp, Ooh, okay. uh, and it's uh, a Goza is a really light, uh, it's a, a type of sour. Mm-hmm. Uh, we use instead of brewer's yeast, we use lactobacillus, uh, which is the same thing they use to to create uh, yogurt. Okay. Uh, so it, it gives it a really unique flavor. Uh, and then we have another product called El Gozador, where we take uh, a, a sour like that, a, another mm-hmm. uh, goza, and we finish it in tequila barrels. Uh huh. Hence the, the El Gozador. <laughs> yes, indeed. Ay ay ay. But those are those are easy to drink on the golf course. Believe. Indeed, and the swing juice helps, man. It helps, or at least it couldn't hurt. I'm not sure exactly. how you want to get that way. But anyhow, Ted Mitzloff, we appreciate your time, sir. And uh, you you getting into any of the um, turning your production over to hand sanitizer stuff, or is that something for other people to do? Man? Yeah, we can't do that. We're we're just a brewery. Okay. Uh, so the distilleries can't. They they have the, the, the capability to distill right. uh, and get it up to the higher proofs, but, but we don't have that capability. That's right. You don't have the uh, runoff alcohol there. We're trying to sterilize from the inside out. <laughs> <laughs> which is probably a lot easier, you know, and, and at least it makes you feel much more safe, safe against all this stuff, exactly. kills whatever ails you. You know, there are some clubs here in town. They say that if you hung out when you were a teenager, you're just totally immune to anything anyhow, you know? Yeah. Or if you swam in the Ohio river, girl, well, there you go. So, uh, yeah. so I did that. So I, I should be good. You should be. Let's hope so. All right. Ted Misloff with the Goodwood Brewing Company, man. Appreciate your time here on those weekend golf guys. 
You want to see how great a golf instructor Jeff Smith really is? It's very easy. $5golfclub.com. The number $5golfclub.com. I want to tell you about the coolest gift you can give your mom for Mother's Day or any other loved one, grandma, whoever. It is called a skylight frame. It is a touch screen photo frame. It comes with an exclusive email address. So everybody you know can send pictures to that email address. And in seconds, those pictures will show up on the frame. It's a 10-inch, beautiful touchscreen, black frame. So it fits right into wherever you have it in the house, fits the decor. And I got to tell you, man, pictures, immediate. My wife sits now and just stares at the picture frame. She says it's even more fun than watching TV. But right now, as a special holiday offer, we can get you $10 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com slash golf and then enter the code golf. That's right. You get $10 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame. Just go to skylightframe.com slash golf and enter the code golf. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E.com slash A few moments together golf. yet on this uh, gorgeous morning, maybe. I'm just trying to be polite. Uh, really sorry if you are stuck somewhere. More and more governors are uh, making edicts that you cannot leave the house. Did you know that on Easter Sunday... Here in Kentucky, state troopers were going around church parking lots taking license numbers of cars. Really? That? Yeah. It's like like a mafia funeral or something. I mean, come on. You know? Absolutely ridiculous in my own humble yet nevertheless expert opinion. That makes me wonder about, is is that the best thing that we can be doing right now? I don't think so. I, and I don't see any reason. I know... I know I don't see any reason why golf should not be allowed, even in this whole home and car. Oh, excuse me. That's the wrong term to use. And this whole, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, stay home alone type of thing, because as we have said often, golfers basically invented the idea of social distancing. You know, if we wanted to hang out and play sports with people at contact sport, we play football or basketball or rugby, soccer. No, we play golf so that we can go out in the pastoral setting on our own. You know, I just think that golf was created by a bunch of introverts, really. Yeah, exactly. It's a great game you can play by yourself. You can play with other people or you can play with other people there, but you're still playing by yourself. It's you against that course. All right. So, yeah. so the next time anybody who thinks they have a position of power says, hey, you can't play golf. Just look at him and say, hey, you're not the boss of me, okay? That's a good idea. I'm going to play golf. See if you can get away with it. <laughs> Probably not. We, we will not be posting bail for anybody who tries it and it doesn't work. We were just throwing it out there, okay? <laughs> That's our disclaimer. That's right. Want, <laughs> want to thank Ted Mitzloff to talk about his Goodwood Brewing Company. Jeff, for helping me and eventually helping you actually get those approach shots to the point where you don't have to worry about how well or how not well you chip. And then uh, also want you to go to thoseweekendgolfguys.com. You can catch up on any shows you've missed. You can go. One guy actually said, hey, a great thing to do during this quarantine period is just binge on Those Weekend Golf Guys podcasts at uh, thoseweekendgolfguys.com. Also get in touch with us at facebook.com slash golfguys. Other than that, like we said, just just chance it. Go out there, get your clubs, be alone, and play some golf. 
This week's bonus content comes from two years ago in April of 2018. We talked to a man named Shale Shah from Miami who started a golf clothing line particularly to raise money to help fight cancer. And welcome back, those weekend golf guys. I am John Ashton in studio, Jeff Smith, who knows. Remember now, if you miss any of our uh, shows, you can always catch them after the fact at thoseweekendgolfguys.com. Front page right there. Our most recent episode will be right there, and you can always subscribe through whatever podcast player that you like because once it's aired on the radio... It goes right up online, and you can catch it there in perpetuity, including this episode, which is something that you're going to want to hear. Because you know that golf is very much involved in charity. In fact, I did the research. $3.9 billion in charitable donations through golf in 2016, and that accounts for 1% of all U.S. charitable giving. So it seems to be something that that golfers are used to. We play in scrambles to raise money. We do everything to raise money and to raise awareness. And we have a guest with us right now. His name is Shale Shaw, and he's from Miami. He's in the clothing business. He's had some intimate relationships with the disease of cancer, as have many of us. And um, he's in in the clothing business, in the apparel industry, has been all his life. And I guess, Shell, from what I hear, you said, I need to do something to give back. All I know is apparel, so how do I marry what I want to do with what I know how to do? Is that, in a nutshell, how this came about? Yeah, that is that is how it came about. Um, you know, the whole, the whole idea was uh, it came about back in August of last year, so quite recent. Okay. Uh, where I, you know, where I, where I met a doctor... Uh, out of University of Miami, at, just at a you know at a birthday party, and uh, I asked the doctor what does he do, and he said that he's working on a universal treatment for the cure for cancer, uh, which is called 2DG, and I was quite intrigued uh, with what you know with what he what he was uh, you know talking to me about regarding how the science works, mm-hmm. and that he's very close to achieving the actual treatment. Uh, and it's only a few years away. Wow. Um, and it, what what 2DG stands for is basically duodoxyglucose. It's a form of false glucose that starves the cancer cell to death. And uh, with what the doctor uh, was, was stating to me, he's already received clinical stage trial one by the FDA, and he's now working on clinical stage trial two. Of course, uh, he's you know he's looking for uh, grant monies and also looking at the private sector. So I told him, you know, I am very much intrigued in what you do, and I'd like to help. So, you know, I'd like to create a clothing line that creates awareness of what 2DG stands for, and also at the same time, you know, we will provide for every sale that we have with our apparel line. We will you know give back a percentage of our sales. And it's a pretty significant percentage. It's ten percent. Yeah. So it's not, you know, it's not, it's not anything, uh, not not a not a small small amount to consider. Exactly. So with that being said, you know, mm-hmm. uh, we, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say a, a lot of people right now are are saying this is this is very very interesting, John, and it sounds good. But why is Shale on a golf show? And what you have done now, two DG. You don't have to know that it stands for whatever it stands for, <laughs> which I knew when I started to say the <laughs> sentence, and then it just flitted from my meager memory. Um, 
but there is a 2DG golf shirt that we need to take a look at because that is what 10% of the sales of are going to help this research. And that is correct. So we're looking at, uh, you know, it's going to be currently where we started with a polo shirt, Mm -hmm. uh, which is offered in men's and women's. Uh, It is a fabric that actually is UV 50. So it helps, you know, prevent uh, a melanoma melanoma cancer. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's, you know, it's, it's help. It's, it's good for your, it's protects you. Uh, Also, uh, the product is a hundred percent recycled, a hundred percent recycled fibers. So the product actually comes from fishing nets, you know, that, that are abandoned in the sea. Uh, so those fishing nets that are collected, brought into our, our partners manufacturing facilities where they convert the fishing net into apparel fibers. Um, and so the product itself it's extremely soft. It's extremely comfortable. It has a lot of stretch. It is the perfect golf shirt uh, that you can you can wear. I mean, honestly, that's the only shirt that I wear now, and uh, we've been providing it, you know, to to our friends and family mm-hmm. that are avid golfers, and they're just eating it alive. So, you know, we feel that it, the product is the product is right. Uh, the cause is for a great cause. Uh, it's for you know for goodwill purposes, also earth conscious purposes. Um, the product is also designed in the United States, made in Italy, uh, which it's a luxury aspect that we're providing. Uh, which you know there's not there's hardly any, if any, uh, made in Italy you know products for the golfing world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, keeping in mind with the with our U.S. you know consumer that we that we focus on so you're you're like hitting everybody's you're you're like hitting everybody's hot buttons pretty much pretty much you know the product has the product has a lot of great characteristics to offer Mm -hmm. so you know we're we're very much about you know trying to make sure that we cover all the different components and you know working with all the different generations um you know that's why our, our demographics can be anywhere from a 20 year old up to a 65, 70 year old, right? You know, so uh, the product is, the product is very nice and we're going to continue to expand on our product line for fall. We're going to have multiple more, multiple styles coming through. Okay. And then as we grow for spring of next year, you know, the line will keep on evolving um, and it will become a full force golf apparel brand. Fantastic. And of course, you you'll have to uh, be down in Orlando in January for the PGA show, so you can show off everything Absolutely. to everybody. Absolutely, that's going to be a great time, man. But um, do you play golf? I do play golf. I used to, I used to play a lot of golf when I was uh, living in Miami. When I was I was born and raised in Miami, so you know, at an early age, I was playing golf. Mm-hmm. I used to, you know, I, I don't want to say. Hopefully, this is an error with my mom on the phone, you know, listening, but. <laughs> <laughs> I used to skip classes and skip school to play 54 holes of golf a day. <laughs> sorry, mom. So, yeah, sorry, mom, by the way. But, you know, it's all good now. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I used to play a lot of golf. And then I moved up to New York at 20. Uh, and it kind of ba- was a little bit difficult living in the city 
uh, being able to, you know, get a round of golf in uh, whenever I wanted. Unlike Miami, everything's, you know, 10, 15 minutes away by car. You can get on a course and play. Right. Yeah. So, I've always had a picture of, of avid golfers schlepping a bag of, of clubs, you know, through the subway on their way out to, you know, Long Island or Jersey somewhere to play golf. And it's just it's just a funny picture in my head. I can't imagine <laughs> how folks in Manhattan manage to get a round of golf in. It's just it's almost impossible. First, I've taken two hours to get to a golf course, and then what are you going to do, you know? Absolutely. I used to hit the driving range at Chelsea Piers uh, almost uh, every weekend. So that was the closest place to, to, to feeling like I'm playing golf whenever I want it. So it was a, it was a, it was a good situation. Not too bad. Now, were you throwing golf balls into the East River when you did that, or what's the deal there? Like, <laughs> I, used to, I used to drive so hard, I, my, the, the ball used to go right over the net. <laughs> <laughs> All the way to Brooklyn. <laughs> exactly, yes. Crossover. <laughs> hey, fantastic. Shale Shaw, our guest here on those Weekend Golf Guys, the, uh, the, the designer and the, uh, the um, founder of a company called 2DG which uh, now has one luxury golf shirt on the market, but many more to come. And again, man, this this is, it's a purpose. It's a mission, basically. Is that, would that be fair to say? Absolutely, absolutely. We want to, you know, we want to make a mark in this world, a positive mark. Uh, we want to do the right thing. We do want to have a business, carry a business. But at the same time, leave a proper footprint behind for the next generation to, you know, to to have something positive to look at, especially in a world that we currently live, which, you know, we need more positiveness uh, and continue on. Sure. All right. Tell you what, um, we've got a lot more to talk about, uh, Shale, and we're going to hopefully get to that in just a few minutes. Going to take a a little quick break here. But uh, right now, though, you've got the one model, the one. Uh, model is that the right word to use for apparel um i would uh, say style style have, okay uh, a golf polo style correct comes in many colors yes actually it comes in 16 different colors um and it comes in stripes in in the men's okay. uh and in women's we have short sleeve and sleeveless oh fantastic and we'll talk about uh, more about the, the shirt itself and, again, reiterate some of the reasons why it actually has been created, what the money is going for, and how you can maybe even see one and or get one when we come right back. So you're going to stay right where you're at. We are those weekend golf guys, and we encourage you not to move. Of course, we have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash golfguys. We would love it if you were to go there and like us. We'd love it even more if you'd go there and follow us. And you want to make us real happy, just go there and interact with us. Facebook.com slash golf guys. <laughs> 